Okay, check, 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 check. Give me a check. Uh, uh, uh. One, two. Super duty, tough work. Are we here, Mr. Glass. What, Mr. Shepard, what up? What is good, my brother? Chilling. Yeah. Lazy Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Yo, I got a uh, beat from Superstition this morning. Nice. I know it's fire. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Concept is dope too. Oh, nice. Y'all gonna do a joint together? Yeah, we're gonna do a joint together. Okay, yeah. okay. Is this for your joint or his? It's for his. Okay, okay. Yeah, Super. man. Yeah, you sent, know, man, uh, sent me some fire. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. <laughs> Superstition. Sending that heat. Yeah, he been doing some beats for a lot of cats lately. Man, and listen. He's not fucking around. No, he's not. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, pu- I pushed play. I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> One of those, son. You just like, ooh, this is what we doing. Super. Yeah, this is what we doing. <laughs> All right. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll hit you with those. That's yeah. how I felt when I held to her that last EP. Like, oh, this is what we doing. Super. <laughs> uh, okay. All oh, right. Oh, duly noted. You coming like that now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. Yeah, I'm up. I'm, I'm informed. Up. Yeah, yeah. I'm up to speed. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, that's fire. Looking forward to that, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Shout out to everybody who's been listening to the podcast and enjoyed the last episode. Yes. A lot of positive feedback. Lots and you lots. You know, it was one of those topics that, uh, you know, I'm glad we did it because mm-hmm. hip hop has done so much for us. Yeah. I mean, and so many people like have other things that they like, oh, you know, what about this? What about? Oh. And I was even thinking like, you know, just my musical diversity. That's very true. You know what I'm saying? Like, very true. Ain't no way I'd be listening to Brazilian fucking, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, nah, world music. No, nah, no. Nah, you know, nah. without hip hop. It's you know? true. Just like different shit like that. I was thinking about yeah. listening to the episode. Yeah, that's back. That's a fact. My my musical shit would no would not be. That's why. Oh no. No way. No way. Yeah, man. But yeah, that it, dope episode, man. So you know, we trying to keep it going. Mm-hmm. You know, in the midst of the podcasting drought that seems to be taking over, you know, uh, the world since this whole. <laughs> pandemic and shit right and you know we, we we've been just cranking shit out keeping it going you know and this is gonna continue to be you know the dopest year mm-hmm. of the podcast because you know products and services is coming <laughs> no i'm saying products and services not I me mean. <laughs> get up on that son the book is coming mm-hmm. you know it's, it's in the editing stages it's almost there so uh you know very soon nice very soon nice and uh so this week we're talking about something i thought of the other day mm. Which is how when you are a rapper, you think one way. But then when you start producing, you start thinking completely differently. Yes. And both communities are kind of different. But when you do both. Yeah. You got a window into both worlds. Mm -hmm. And so this week we want to talk about things that producers can learn from rappers. Word. Because, you know, we got a lot of producers who are who are dope and a lot of them are doing all the stuff anyway. But a lot of producers don't even know, you know, because they ain't rap. They ain't seen the other side of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to talk to them, you know, and, we, and we'll probably follow this up with, a you know, a what rappers can learn <laughs> right. from producers episode. Yes. Next yes. week. Uh, but this week we're going to talk about things that producers can learn from rappers. And uh, we'll be right back. Word. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come closer, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up 
with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you Super Duty Tough Work Podcast, Blueprint, a logic giving you the finest in edutainment. Mm-hmm. What producers can learn from rappers coming from two rappers mm-hmm. slash producers. Mm-hmm. Number one, looking cool. Yeah. This is something that some people don't even think about. But no. like, we've been studying how to look cool as rappers for about 20 years now. Because we had to be in the front. Yeah. So we had to. Yeah. We had to. We had to be in the front. Yeah. From from the way we dress, mm-hmm. how we walk, how we enter a room, yeah. how we deal with people, you know, like the way we speak. Mm-hmm. Brothers is cool. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to find a rapper who don't look cool. Right. Right. Like, even if he's a weird rapper, yeah. he looks cool for what he's trying to do. Right. Like, he don't look uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's not the case for producers overall. Like, yeah, because they usually just in their bedrooms. Yeah. They don't got to be in the front. I feel like we're just getting a sneak peek into most producers' mm-hmm. lives yep. with like video. Beat culture and yeah, videos yeah. starting to come out where now you're seeing producers starting to play and you're looking at them sharing videos and making beats and stuff. That's still not even five years old right. when you think about it. And so it's like this culture of showing yourself, you know, practicing your craft is new for producers and a lot of them don't look cool at all <laughs> i don't I even think they it. think about it they don't think about they don't pay attention to that they look awkward man yeah like every now and again you'll have a motherfucker who's just yeah. killing it on the drum you know yeah. uh uh playing but outside of that yeah i'd say 95 percent look kind of awkward and uncool mm-hmm. and i watch him i think damn you don't look cool at all you look nerdy as hell don't beat though don't beat beats fire <laughs> you though Need some work. Man, you look corny. You know, um, even just down to just like the over exaggerated movements when their beat is playing. <laughs> like right. they're listening to metal, you know, mm. like extra head banging on the most mellow beat that's playing ever. <laughs> just some soft keys in there thrashing around, <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> like, come on, man. Uh, come on, be cool. Yeah. Like, look at what the rappers is doing. Uh, These dudes can say the coolest rhyme and make it look exciting. Right, right. Y'all right. gotta learn that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just taking something cool and just being fake amped about it. Mm-hmm. Like, rappers can just say some cool shit, and because they're so confident mm-hmm. and polished, you'd be like, yeah, that was fire. And I think that's the thing, too, because rappers we have to be in front of people yeah so we have we exude that confidence mm-hmm. producers just now getting in front of people even if it's just video they don't have that same confidence that drips from them so that's probably why like if you look at what dibiase does yes when 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 you get i mean even watching some of his youtube videos confidence yes because he knows he's the shit he knows what he's doing yeah so you see that 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? When you see Stolen and yep. his, he knows what he's doing, so you see the confidence. Most of these dudes ain't been seen. Mm-mm. They've never played a show. They've never played a show. They've never been in front of people, so they don't have the confidence. So them looking corny is just them <laughs> being natural. <laughs> Naturally corny. Naturally corny. <laughs> Because they ain't had to show nothing to nobody. It's true. It's just they boys. Yeah, it's true. You know what I'm saying? They boys don't care if they look corny as long as the beat is hot. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And you know, I I think that's, it's something we take for granted Mm -hmm. because we rhyme. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're always having to think about presentation. Right. You know, you you started doing your, your live stream where you're playing beats. And even you, even though you weren't rapping, took the time to dress the setup. Right. Your lights is cool. Mm-hmm. Your mic is looking cool on the stand. <laughs> right. You didn't rhyme with one of these. You got right. the cool MC mic up there. Right. So you could talk to people. And it's just like the the, the color grading was done. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, you got a little color treatment on. I got a little blood on there. I see what he's doing over there. I see my man's dressing it up. See, that shit, that's the rapper side of you. Right, right. Because the producer wouldn't have done none of that wouldn't shit. Wouldn't care. As long as the beat sound high. As long as the beat is high. Y'all playing these joints. <laughs> Oh, y'all still there? I don't know how to talk to y'all. I don't even hooked up the mic. You right. know what I mean? That's the thing, I think. And I'm not, this obviously, you know, I don't want people to get in their fucking, you know, feelings. He's doing a million dollars because there right. are plenty of producers who know how to do it in right. a cool way. Right. But I think they've they've evolved over time. You mm-hmm. watch how they present themselves. And, 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 and I think overall, maybe in five years, this will completely change. Mm-hmm. And producers will be cooler than rappers and they should be cool because they ain't got talk right you should be on some miles davis shit when it comes to playing beats <laughs> right right man i'll be just the glasses on the shades yeah just chilling just, uh, cool this is me yeah that's what i do I saw, I saw alchemist do like a little beat set thing did you see that nah he was cool as shit mm-hmm. he up there just smoking cigarette playing just playing little beats and songs i was like he's cool as shit because he raps mm-hmm. if he didn't rap he wouldn't understand the level of coolness that he made this shit look mm-hmm. like you just don't get it but it's very easy to look corny when you just do beats yeah and so my advice to you producers out there you know study how cool these rappers look right. they do exciting shit they make it look exciting mm-hmm. when they do laid back shit they make it look cool mm-hmm. they never look awkward in their movements or their gestures or how they look at the camera or, or any of that shit. They right. got it down and the producers can learn a little bit from them. Facts. And that, you know, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two thing that producers could learn from rappers self promotion. Mm. Even the worst rapper yeah. knows how to promote himself. Yeah. Put that look, put, put that tweet out. Boy, he'd be garbage. <laughs> Promoting the hell out of some garbage. Yeah. With supreme competence. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't tell him that that shit is not life changing. Right. Like, his bars are not good. He is just going to sell you some dog shit and make it look like chocolate cake. Hell yeah. And rappers have been doing that for a long fucking time, man. Yeah. And they, they just know how to sell. Hey, guys, you need this. Come get this. Again, it's that confidence. Yeah. It's that confidence. It's that being in front of people. I mean, because a lot of us, you know, it's our livelihood yeah. at stake. You know what I'm saying? As a producer, if you're not making instrumental music, mm-hmm. you depend on the artist to sell anyway. You most likely already got paid. Yeah, that's very true. Especially if you're doing beats for somebody else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what do you have to promote unless you're doing instrumental music, unless you're promoting you know, whatever, you know, like yeah. your own CDs, your own music. If you're already a known producer in your area or whatever, 
people coming to you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think the producers who are like that, like the producers who do beats for artists mm -hmm. versus the producers who are strictly instrumentalists, mm -hmm. the ones who do beats for artists are at a huge disadvantage mm -hmm. because like you're saying, they don't even, they haven't even considered how to present this art right. by itself. Right. At least the guys who are just strictly beat makers know okay, I got to sell these fucking cassettes. Right. I need to be posting this link. Right, right. Whereas the guy's just like, I'm just going to get a placement over there. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to send him a beat and he's going to do the heavy lifting. Yeah. And they never learn to sell themselves and they're in, in around all these people who have the ability to push their name. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, act, it actually makes them a little lazier. Yeah, because they don't, they don't make the connection. Yeah. That if I promote, maybe I'll get more placements. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll get more people that are interested in buying my beats. Yeah. They don't think about those things because they get lazy. Yeah. And it's already, well, I already got the bag. Yeah. So what is there to promote? Right. Right. And you know how sometimes we know cats and they be doing beats for years and we don't even know they do beats. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, you know I got a little something. Got, got a couple joints, and then you hear some shit, and it's like, yo, yo, what are you doing? Why didn't you tell me? Oh, you know, just, just beats, <laughs> just a little something, just, just, some, yeah, yeah, it's cool, just something I do at, you know, my extra time, a little something light, yeah, you know, Tay <laughs> <laughs> like Rock, yeah, just light, just, just, just light, just yeah. light beats, it's light, <laughs> you know, and and I get it, I'm a producer too. Mm -hmm. It's not natural, and then sometimes you know, the nature of music that doesn't have lyrics with it means that you naturally have less angles to promote, mm -hmm. right? Like I can have a song called Boombox and as soon as I say the song's Boombox, you kind of know. Yeah, what it's about. Yeah, I can mm -hmm. make an image of me with the Boombox and I can do a music video, you know, and you hear the lyrics like, oh yeah, pull a couple phrases out, use those type lyrics. Mm -hmm. The tools that are available to us as rhymers are not necessarily available to some production people, right? right. But that just means the production people have to get a little bit more creative about how they do it. Mm -hmm. But it's possible. Yeah. It's just that there's definitely a, a class of producers who are so uncomfortable with promoting themselves just because of the introverted nature of the craft. Facts. And those are the guys we're speaking to. If you're already mm -hmm. doing beats and selling your beats on your own, this don't apply to you. Right, right. Right. But if you're one of those guys who's just making beats, not letting people hear them, mm -hmm. sitting on them, hoping mm -hmm. to get some rapper to rhyme on them. I don't think that's really the move. You got to learn how to get your name out there like these fucking rappers do. Facts. Even if your beats is trash. Right. Because <laughs> if a rapper can sell his, his trash-ass raps. You can sell your trash-ass beats. Thank you. Yeah. You know, not that we want trash beats. By <laughs> but hey, ass, but do you. At least sell it, mm. you know, with confidence. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Right. If you've been listening to the podcast recently, then you know I've been working on a brand new book that I hope to have out in the next couple of months. But in the meantime, I'm here to let you guys know that all three of my first books are back in stock at waitlist.net. That means Adventures in Counterculture book, back in stock. Word is blog, back in stock. And my most recent book, What a Night, a book about the worst shows of my career is back in stock. All back in stock and you can get all three of those for just $25 on waitlist.net. Once again, all three of my books are available for just $25 on waitlist.net. Back to the show. All right. Super Duty, Tough Work podcast. Yes. Talking about producers this week. Mm -hmm. Things that producers could learn from rappers. Got two down. Number three. Mm -hmm. Thing that producers can learn from rappers. Music videos. Yes. I feel like. On one hand, 
beat culture has now gotten us to where producers feel comfortable sharing their beats. Mm -hmm. But I always feel like they should have more music videos. Yeah, I was actually thinking about shooting a video for a couple of my joints for my beat tape. Just like just some some random shit. You know what I'm saying? But just just to have something that goes along with it. Just because I'm trying to think of it like an album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like and and as a as a producer, they usually don't think about them in that same mm. that same way. And it's harder to visualize exactly what a video would look like. Yeah. You know, because you wouldn't That's, you wouldn't think in visually most the most of the time. Not when you were when making you were the making beat. the beat, no. Mm -mm. No, I think that is the biggest hurdle is that a lot of instrumental music doesn't lend itself to visual treatment as easy as lyrical content does. Right. Right. And so you have people with tape after tape after tape and dropping a tape with a, or, or, or an instrumental album without a music video was kind of normal mm -hmm. in that lane. Right. But it's like in our lane, we would never <laughs> drop an album with no visuals. Yeah. With nothing. Yeah. Like yeah. we, we understand the impact of that. I think that they could they could benefit so fucking much. Mm -hmm. And the the thing is like because there's no lyrics, I personally feel like they you could have more freedom. More freedom. You can do whatever. We can only go certain places with lyrical content, right? right. And and we know this like yeah, you can have a, a dope song but you do the wrong video the treatment for it, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. They can literally do almost anything. Mm -hmm. Any kind of footage, stock footage, animation, stories mm -hmm. bunch of b-roll them in a whatever you got a video mm -hmm. people can interpret it however they want um so i think there's a lot of opportunity there that i think that they they're kind of missing out on and the rappers are really super on that side of it you yeah know? exactly and so i say if you if you do instrumental music you make beats think a little bit more about like yo man how can i do a like a legit music video for this yeah like present like think more about presentation like visual presentation yeah and not just concentrate because as a producer your whole thing is sound yep you're not thinking about visual things so try to try to look at your music as you're making it as a visual thing you know what i'm saying like yo i'm making this what what would i what can i see this being played at you know what i'm saying yep. how what what can i see this being played under yeah you know and then like kind of go from there write down some ideas when you're putting shit together and yeah you know who knows and maybe and if you don't know feel free to ask your fans yeah ask your fans or just send it to a videographer like yo what do you think throw something together for this yeah you know, I, I throw you a couple hundred dollars something you know what i'm saying those just yeah. throw something together and people are willing to do that yeah you know and i, I think that's I think you'll be open to more of those things by just asking. But mm -hmm. I think that is an opportunity that when they get on that bag, it's going to get crazy because mm -hmm. now, you know, you get the YouTube side of it yeah. or it will hit harder. You get the casual people like me mm -hmm. and you or casual music fans in general who, who listen to the beat scene, but don't fuck with it on YouTube. Right. Like I've been listening to all these producers, but I don't fuck with them on YouTube. Right. I never think, okay, did, you know, DiBiase do a video for this song? Where's it be rapped? Mm -hmm. I would instantly be on YouTube yeah, like looking for a video. Yeah. Yeah. See, cause like with me, what I've been doing lately is looking for the cats in the beat culture, but just their live performances okay. on YouTube. Yeah. You know, because they don't have music videos. Right. So, you know, like I think of them like, okay, I want to see them perform. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And they have that, but a right. lot of them don't have like videos. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's number three. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number four thing that I think, producers can learn from rappers is 
touring y'all yeah i think we talked about this yeah. like not too long ago yeah before but that episode didn't come out yeah it was like yeah. i went on road and i think we dropped that but yeah, yeah we spoke about this. yeah we talked about this yeah like there was a, almost like a unspoken camaraderie amongst like rappers and producers in the underground and where cats are just naturally together mm-hmm. you know you look at like our scene and the rhyme stairs and the depth jux type guys and then you look at like the controllerized guys and you look at the low-end theory guys mm-hmm these guys are locally playing out all the time right but you know i would i would be it would probably i would love to see those guys bring that thing everywhere yes and i think that just me as a fan someone has to go some i would go and i think people would be excited to see it just here in the united states and mm-hmm. i'm sure there would be a period where it would be building it wouldn't be huge. Right. But I think if they go and, and, and go out and slay these markets like they're supposed to and take mm-hmm. the approach to touring that we took when we first started, mm-hmm. you'll have a fan base there for the rest of your life and a platform with which, you know, because you got to go out and develop your circuit. Right. Like we did. And, and I think that it's going to just take two or three of those guys to posse up one summer and just be like, we, we out. Yeah. Like, and, and I, I would, would go I would love, dog, I would love to go see some shit like yeah. that. Like to actually see. A guy like DBIC live? Come on, man. Man, listen. Yeah, and I play shows with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But on Cali. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like to see him here? Yeah, that would be fresh. Dog. And we know we got fans here. Yeah, of course. Um, But yeah, I think that's one of the things that the infrastructure mm-hmm. that I think that that scene doesn't quite have. Like you got the big guys. Right. You got the Flying Lotuses touring. Right. You know what I mean? You got like the, 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 the RJD2s touring. Mm-hmm. But the guys who are dope and have followings mm-hmm. are not necessarily doing those grassroots yeah. 30 city yeah. Midwest only small market tours yeah. where you drum up that real hardcore support. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. And I think that's something that the rappers have that the beat scene hasn't quite done yet. And I think when the beat scene does it, mm-hmm. it's going to blow the fuck up. And I, I think like, again, it goes back to this being in front of people thing. Yeah. You know, because they're so used to being locked up in their rooms, yeah. you know, like it's rare. They might go out and play some beats at a beat night, right? you know, in their city or something, but doing shows. Yeah. Like that's a completely different thing. And multiple shows. Multiple shows. <laughs> Every night. Every yeah, night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a different thing. And I think like I think um uh you know Tiger Uppercut from yeah, yeah. 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 Like him, like I think he would be a dope dude to do like shows and shit like that. Cause just seeing him at a couple beat nights, it's like yeah. he's you know, he's in that in that scene. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of people just have that in them yeah and they don't even think about it like you yeah. said it's not something that is yeah. in that that scene yeah and i think it'll only just take one person yeah to do it to do it like, yeah. like think about like how our touring was uh impacted just by what rhyme series was doing right we were playing spot dates mm-hmm. but then after we started fucking with them we're like, okay we're gonna start doing these wayless invasion joints mm-hmm. we're gonna put together a whole week in ohio yep. and then we're gonna just start doing a whole week in texas mm-hmm. and then we're gonna do michigan and or whatever the fuck we were doing and then eventually we start doing whole tours but those first year or two those shows wasn't big like that nah we was just going to to build a brand and and play and learn the, the process of booking the tours and we knew we had dope product mm-hmm. so it's like okay once we get there we know we're going to kill the shows yeah let's just sacrifice and get out there and sell some merch and build the scene up and build our circuit up 
I think that's the main thing that uh, some of them are missing. Right. You know, because many of them dudes, they got the catalogs. Mm hmm. They got the. They can play live, and they got the fans. They got the fans. Like you look at their social media metrics, it's mm -hmm. fucking like, yeah, you got all these fucking followers. They'll come and 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 watch you, right? But I think they need someone to step in with like the 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 architecture to say, okay, this is how we take this now, and we turn it into this. Yeah, I mean, because you can put them on the circuit, you can put them on the underground circuit. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those people that fuck with that shit would fuck with that anyway yeah just the fact that it's a hip-hop show mm. you know a lot of people will come out anyway yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah like could you imagine uh like low end theory tour united states <sighs> tour 50 come city on, at its peak come like, on bro when that shit was cracking like come on man but it never happened they would right. go to japan and other shit like that and i i think that that kind of crew like i mean even now you say okay a controllerized mm -hmm. tour people would fucking go nuts over that shit. Like Man. you take those guys, you send them out here, what they do every weekend in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I think people would go nuts over it. And so uh, that's just something I think they can get from rappers. That yeah. would help them. Yeah. Uh, number five. Okay. This is something that producers could learn from rappers. Mm. Not over thinking yeah <laughs> look man we all know what it's like to pro to, to eq that snare for six hours <laughs> dog you know that's, I mean? the, that's some of the shit i had to get i had to stop <laughs> when i first started i would spend hours on my drums dog before i even got the sampling yeah i spent hours getting just my drums right with it, tweaking, yeah, it, just tweaking it so it sound then i have to redo it when i get the sample in anyway you. yes you know what i'm saying and wow. then you're gonna redo it once the sample is is sequenced and you got the song you're like yeah. what can i make better oh the drums yeah then i rap over it yeah gotta change it again do it again <laughs> Yeah, I had to stop doing that shit. Yeah, that shit is so common though. <laughs> like we've all done it. I mean, sit there and you switch out the snare thirty times. Yes. Okay, that snare close but not quite. Right. The next thing you know, you went through two hundred snares. Right. And the shit don't it don't get it no don't better. Sound, yeah, it don't sound that much different. It's, it sounds worse every time <laughs> you change it. Like why didn't I just keep the first joint? Yep. Then you, you know, forget what the first snare was because you got you got three hundred snares. Yeah, too many goddamn <laughs> snares. This is an ultimate producer shit. Rappers don't do that with bars, man. No, nah, man. Nah. If a rapper write a bar, they like they don't even know if it sucks until right. they say it in public half right, the time. Right, right. Like if you watch a URL battle, half the reason Tay Rock say shit light because he don't have no idea if it's gonna hit. Right, right. Like oh, that's light because he thought in his mind it wasn't light. Right. And people went nuts, uh -huh. and then the shit he think is gonna hit doesn't hit like the shit he thought was light. Yep. People don't really know. Or oh, rappers don't really know what's gonna hit till they do it. Mm -hmm. But for dude, it's like, yo, they got that freedom. They still gonna write it. <laughs> right. You getting these bars. I don't know if they hit or not. <laughs> but you getting them. You getting Hello. all 32. Yep. Wrote this in 10 minutes. Yep. Flat out. Laid it down. <laughs> you know how rare it is to hear about a fucking <laughs> rapper taking a week oh, or man. a month to write one rhyme now? Yeah, yeah it's very rare. You man. don't hear Nah. You hear story after story about dude taking an hour, mm -hmm. two hours. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I ain't complaining about the results. I'm just saying that like the mentality right. of it is so different than the producer. Man. Yeah, like you people don't craft rhymes like that nah. anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like the crafting of a rhyme is is very different from the crafting of a beat. Yeah. And, and I think there's something be because there is a place. Now we're not saying there ain't no place to have the dopest drums. Right. Much of drums is smack. Yeah, of course. But I'm just saying, like, there has to be a balance there as a producer to where when you're creating, you're just creating. Mm. You're not seeking to perfect everything you do right then and there. You're, right. you're in the flow like a rapper is in the flow. Like when I'm in the flow and I'm writing, it ain't nothing like when I'm doing a beat. Oh, yeah. When I'm writing, it's just like, 
whatever comes, I'm writing it on paper. I'm going to switch some lines around. I'm going to get it order. I'm just going to go mm-hmm. because I know that getting it on paper yeah. is the most important thing ever. Right, right. And once you got it on paper, if you don't like the exact wording of that, you might tweak it a little. Yeah. But I Take a word out here and there. Yeah, just to tighten up the delivery. But mm-hmm. you're not sitting there with one word in a thesaurus like, how can I switch this one <laughs> fucking word? Right to 20 different things mm-hmm. before I go on to the next word. Mm-hmm. A lot of producers kind of get caught up in that. Yes. It's like, yeah, this kick is cool, but what about these other 700? Right, let's try it. <laughs> let's see what happens. I ain't doing nothing else. <laughs> I got to eventually go through these 800 kicks because right, I know, bought them. Right. What else are we going to do? Yeah. You know, that mentality just leads itself to like, you know, the paralysis of analysis, man. And so I try to tell guys, man, it's good to to be in a flow sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. And and don't overthink this production shit. Don't overthink anything. Like the shit you spend weeks on, months on, is never gonna hit with the people like the shit you did in the flow. Mm-hmm. And there ain't no explanation of it, really. It's no, just it's, it's just reality. There's not a single song in my catalog that I took forever to write that's on the top of my Spotify playlist. Right, right. I mean, Persevere is like my number one song now. When I wrote that, I felt like, damn. It's too got, easy. I ain't barring out. Maybe yeah. I should rewrite this and bar out. It's too easy. Uh-huh. This I didn't work hard enough. I had this guilty feeling where I was like, damn, I don't know about this song. Because mm-hmm. it was just in the flow. It was just like, hey, you know, whatever I feel, right. I'm going to say it as long as I'm in this place. You know what I'm saying? Like, practice on the set until 2 a.m. That's mm-hmm. not no complicated shit. Right, right. But it just hits. People love that. It's, yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Well, this was my job. I just wanted one chance. So, but you know what I'm saying? With my b-boy stance, like it's not. But that is really what music is. Mm-hmm. At its core, music is a feeling. It elicits. It's an emotion. And when you can translate that emotion and that feeling onto the record, you, you win. Yes. It's not math. I mean, there is math and science to it, to mm-hmm. music and music theory. But understand. That shit is not more important than the application of it. Right. That's just there to explain how we apply these concepts. The concepts would exist regardless. Yeah, there's going to be math behind it, but don't let the math uh, influence your creativity. Facts. So that's uh, number five. Yeah. Take a break. We'll be right back. Right. What up, everybody? Quick reminder. Super Duty Tough Work hoodies back in stock. We got smalls back in stock. Medium back in stock. Large back in stock extra large back in stock 2xl sold out already my bad y'all but yeah every other size of the super duty tough work hoodie is back in stock and available at weightless.net go there order yours and support the movement rep the squad back to the show super duty tough work let's go <laughs> the most effortless <laughs> Let's go, baby. We here, man. We here. We here. We talking about producers and rappers. First part in our series, mm-hmm. things that producers could learn from rappers, mm-hmm. and we will be back with things that rappers could learn from producers. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, man, we have two more left. Two more left. Number six thing that producers could learn from rappers is storytelling Mm. this is a deep one because music is words i mean music music is music but it doesn't have words Mm -hmm. and so when you listen to music you immediately start thinking about moods 
it's kind of like when you listen to a rock song and you can't make out the words, mm-hmm. your mind subconsciously fills them in with what right, right, what it feels you, like. What it feels like, right? Yeah. Music is a lot like that. Whereas sometimes the concepts aren't immediate. That's good because people get to fill in the blanks, but it's bad because in any sense, you don't get to tell a story. Mm-hmm. You most music is in a story. I met the girl, I lost the girl, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, boy right. meets girl more. Yeah, this is a story. We structure our songs in stories, intro, verse, mm-hmm. chorus. That's three parts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Repeat it twice. It's three part it's three part structure. Three act structure. So but instrumental music has a harder time adhering to that yeah because it's not conceptually as defined as 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 lyric based music i think that there could be more done to tell stories though through music mm-hmm. and an example of this is when you look at like scoring and soundtracks right 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 like look at the movement that's in the average 30 second clip of a film score mm-hmm. It's got more movement and storytelling than 99% of all the instrumental beats you'll hear that day. Right. And that's because of the sequencing. That's because of the arranging. That's because of the pacing of the track. Mm-hmm. A lot of beat makers give you everything at once. Right, right, right. Everything. Yeah, no build. No build. No, that you're, how you sequence the track is how you tell your story. Mm-hmm. And if you're giving everybody everything at the beginning of the track, Mm -hmm. you're telling them how the story ends at the beginning of the movie. (sighs) Wow. You might have to. Hold on. (laughs) People in the back. (laughs) Hold on. People in the back. Oh, man. (laughs) That's a bar right there. That's a bar. If you're telling, if you're putting everything in the beginning of your track, you're telling people how the movie ends at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that's crazy. You never hear instrumentalists who are composers, mm-hmm. do soundtracks, movie scoring, do that. And the reason they don't is because in cinema, you have to have theater. You have to have feeling. You have to have like tension, mm-hmm. pace. Like all of these things are impossible when you put everything out there at once. Mm-hmm. As producers, to tell a story you have to sequence your tracks in a certain way. Yeah. You have to have an ebb and a flow. You have to have a roller coaster type effect. Mm-hmm. It's not just here's the beat, every element in it, and it plays for three minutes, the end. That's boring though. It's boring. It's boring. There has to be like I love when a beat starts just some drums. Yeah. Little sound come in eight bars later. Come on. Another little sound come in eight, you know, yeah. eight more bars. You know, six then by the end it's like this whole yeah. thing. You know, I hate I hate when it's the beat starts and that's all I get. That's it. That's all I get. That's it. Come on, bro. That's all I get. We can all given the technology that we got, Mm -hmm. we can all take this shit way further. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to be sitting there not telling the story with the amount of tools that we got at our disposal. Like the way you can manipulate sounds and samples. You don't have to throw everything in the beat at the same time, especially if you're not working with vocalists. Like working with vocalists is a little different, right? But working as as a beat maker, producer, learn how to use sequencing to tell your story in the same way rappers tell their story right. and they don't tell you the, the end of the story at the beginning slick rick ain't tell you how children's story was gonna end at the beginning right he told the story you know what i'm saying like comet didn't tell you how 
I used to love her was going to end at the beginning. He didn't tell you I'm about to write a song about hip hop, y'all. Mm-hmm. He ended with the songs about hip hop. <laughs> right, right. It right. was a story in the same way they do it. We can do it as producers. Mm-hmm. We just got to think and not just be lazy. Right. So, facts. That's it. Number six. Or seven. That was number six. Okay. Number seven. And this is the last one. Um, the number seven thing that producers can learn from rappers is being social. They don't have to be. Yeah, yeah. They don't have to be. <laughs> they don't have to be. It's true. It's true. And in the nature of the sport, we get yeah. it. Like from when I start making beats, I disappear too. Yeah. I disappear, but because I have many hats to wear, right, I you, can only stay go for so long. Yeah, you had to still come out of the house. <laughs> right, right. I you gotta, had to still be at the show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think all the all the albums we talked about just we were doing waitlist. That four or five year period, mm. I was producing all those records, right. mixing them, yeah, promoting, and rapping on some of them, rapping on them, <laughs> promoting, promoting them, planning tours, planning tours, yeah. all of that shit we was doing. I still had time to be social, make connections, meet people. Um, I think producers can do a little bit more on that front. Mm. Now, I, I don't want to bash them because the beat scene has grown tremendously right. in the last five years. You're seeing a lot of a lot of great content start to come out from the producer community. Mm-hmm. That's dope. I still think that uh, many producers are, are caught up in thinking that they they being dope is enough. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's not enough at rap. We've been known that. Yeah, because you got, I mean, you can be dope, but if don't nobody know who you are. Come on, the end. Then, yeah, then what the, what's the point? You got to come out. You got to come out the house. You got to come out and play. Yeah, man. Don't be afraid to share your work as a producer, man. Like, we talk about practicing publicly. At a minimum, that's the first thing you should be doing. And mm-hmm. that's just on your social media. Right. If I was a damn producer, man, I would be playing live all the time. Yeah. Only because you don't got to play the same set. Right. As a rapper, I, that's the that's why I don't play more. Uh-huh. Because if I don't have new songs. Right. Then what's the, you, there's nothing new. There's nothing special about it unless I play over another beat. Yeah. But it's still the same song. Right. Yeah. Like producers have a huge advantage. They're like DJs mm-hmm. when you really think about it. Yeah. They don't necessarily have to play the same set. They can play a different set using a completely different MIDI controller, different mm-hmm. way of doing it. Might play this time. We don't necessarily have that as rappers. Right. Like, but we do have being social down. We know when we should be rocking on stages. We know we should be out there opening for this group, doing that, like really, really rubbing elbows and trying to be amongst the people mm-hmm. uh, because we're we're in the front of the shit. Right. Producers, if they take that same energy, I think they could take it even further because they can play more than all of us. Right. And there's more financial shit out there for them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially if you, you know, not a sample based producer. Come on now. You can play. You can cake. You can cake up. Cake up. Say no more. Crazy. Yeah, bro. So yeah, being social. Yeah. That's it, though. That's it for the That's day. That's it, man. So let me read these back. Let me read these back. Things producers could learn from rappers. Number one, looking cool. Number two, it's just man. <laughs> y'all don't look cool. Why don't y'all look cool? <laughs> Number two, self-promotion. Number three, music videos. Number four, touring. Number five, overthinking. Number six, storytelling. Number seven, being social. Word. And something else just popped in my head we didn't talk about. Merchandising. Oh, God. Oh, God. You know. Yes. Step up your merchandising game, guys. Yeah. I will throw that Press in. Press some shit up. Come on, please. I was thinking about putting my beat tape on 10-inch. 
Well, I mean, shit. Why not? How long is it? How it's long is it? Twenty-one minutes. That could work. That could work. Yeah. Yeah, but ten minutes aside. Yeah, on ten, ten minutes aside. That could work. Yeah. <laughs> Resequence one joint. Yeah. Shorten something. Shorten you got something. That. Yeah. Yeah. Ten and and they and they're cheaper to get. Hey man, look, I've been killing a forty-five game for the last two weeks, brother. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be a lot I was of thinking about future. it. I was thinking about it. You know. But yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about. I mean, Super Duty Tough Work. <laughs>